control the baby's penis, a memoir. Yeah, you gonna write that one? Uh, it's a troubling time. I spent a lot of time today reading, or not reading, but listening to Wondery's podcast series on the mysterious Mr. Epstein. And so I don't know if the world's ready for a baby penis memoir. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Kristen had a weird dream. That's what led into that. I have no idea what Brett's talking about. He's just a who talks about baby's penises. I mean, they're fun to look at. <laughs> yeah, I had a weird, uh, probably drank too much wine last night and had a weird dream that a baby peed on me. But I was at my old job, and a doctor was holding the baby, just letting the baby pee all over creation. Why are you fetishizing newborns? Uh, I wasn't into it. I was very mad. <laughs> so why are you fetishizing newborns? Sexy. <laughs> they look like the little I had aliens. My, I had my camera kit with me, too. So if you have a dream interpretation for a strange baby peeing on you and your and dreams. And your dreams. <laughs> uh, in, and your dreams in your dreams. Hit me up. Let me know what that's about. Where can they send you the email? Uh, at nightmareboxproductions at gmail. <laughs> I would like to know. We, we want to know about baby dreams. Why babies are peeing on my dreams. <laughs> in my dreams. It's a weird time to be alive. Welcome to the Nightmare Box, presenting mistakes were made. My name's Brett Bloom. I'm sitting across from the beautiful, the effervescent, the badass bitch, Kristen Bloom. And we are not here bringing you another edition of the Two Star Tuesdays. We are not here bringing you another edition of the Two Stars. Because yesterday was the one-year anniversary of the day we made it up here. So we are officially Missoulians Part 2. Yeah. We did do a podcast about getting our licenses, didn't we? So I, I think so. That's old news. You guys know that shit. Yeah, it's been a whole <laughs> year. Kind of weird. It's been, a, um, I think a year today since I did my first interview at the job that I have right now. I was like, that's kind of Did you weird. do it the day after we got here? Yeah, I did that first interview, and then I remember they gave me a rejection letter and then called me later. And yeah, I was yeah, like, yeah. jokes, come back. <laughs> we were like, okay, well, now we're living in my stepmom's garage. Yeah. And uh, it doesn't look like Kristen got the job. So. No, but I remember, because I was talking about that while I was at work today, I remember, because that's how I remember it was the day after, all of our stuff was, like, in boxes just everywhere. And I was like, fuck, now I've got to find something to wear. So I looked moderately professional. <laughs> got to get dressed in this garage. Yeah, I was, like, just digging through everything. Like, I have dress pants in one of these boxes. <laughs> so that was a fun time, fun yeah, memory. I guess... Today marks exactly the one-year anniversary of me being hired by Animal Control. Because after the 33-hour-long drive, woke up the next morning and had to go... To work the go very to next work. day. That sucked. <laughs> Why didn't we time that out better? Well, I didn't go to work the very next day. I had to go meet Jeff, and then oh, he, right. he brought me in the, the, the day after that. I wish I had timed that out better. Yeah, because I was working before you were on the... I think I was working while you were getting on the plane to fly yeah, back had to, to Tennessee. Stop. Yeah, I had to stop at Animal Control to say bye to you. Mm -mm. So we talked for like all of two seconds. Then I was like, well, I guess I'm going to go fly for the first time ever. <laughs> I guess I'm going to have myself. this massively monumental experience on my lonesomes. Yeah. Stop in Chicago O'Hare and hope I figure it out. <laughs> that was actually kind of a neat experience. Um... I would have preferred if you had been there, for sure. Yeah. But I purposely... I am a G at airports. <laughs> I purposely picked a longer uh, layover in Chicago O'Hare, so I knew I wouldn't get lost, and it did yeah. take me 
uh, probably a good 15 minutes to figure out where my next gate was. So that's probably for the best. Yeah, I think Ben uh, has been trapped in O'Hare at least three times. It's a massive airport. Yeah. And <laughs> like almost every time he gets in O'Hare, we we know not to you know follow his exact flight plan and wait for the phone call that says. Uh, so I was drinking with this dude in the bar, and I missed my flight because oh, I was no. in the wrong terminal. <laughs> oh, no. So yeah, it's. Uh, granted, I've only been there the one time, but it's a very big airport, and, like, I guess maybe if you've done it before, the signs are probably plenty clear enough, but, yeah, like... Yeah, my mom can do it blindfolded. My brother's fucked it up, like, three out of five times. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, the signs at Chicago O'Hare are, like spaced out far enough where you're like i've been walking for a long ways am i still going the right direction mm -hmm. then you finally stumble across the sign and you're like god damn i guess i am it's that big of an airport <laughs> um but yeah i found my gate and then walked back down the direction i had came to the nearest restaurant that was still like in the vicinity of my gate yeah so uh i sat and there's a photo i think on my instagram of my little blue moon, and it's mm -hmm. like a Chicago, like, Cubs, a uh, little sign or something, and it's like a yeah. little bar. So, neat little experience. I had a really shitty hot wing sandwich uh, <laughs> that I did not mm -hmm. enjoy that for some reason I thought sounded appealing at the time. And probably cost like $35. It probably so. did. It was like buffalo chicken sandwich, yeah. and I was like, oh, that sounds tasty. It was not. No, I don't my really favorite like part, hot food. It's my favorite part about the airports is... The shitty food and the watered down beer. That the beer was good. Very overpriced. A oh, beer is always great in the middle of flights because you're like, hell yeah. Especially like if I'm going to London, I'm leaving at like 5:30 in the morning and I'm sitting at a bar at 5:30 in the morning drinking a whiskey and a beer. <laughs> I did enjoy my beer. I'm a Blue Moon fan, and they gave me a nice big one for a reasonable price, but that yeah. sandwich was dog shit. Yeah, and I'm pretty sure the fries were soggy. <laughs> so uh, maybe pass on the airport food. Unless you're just desperate. No, no. I, I order airport food. I go... <laughs> it's like the one and only time I ever eat McDonald's or like any sort of fast or food. Or when we're driving across the country yeah, yeah, together. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They're very, very small amounts of time that I will eat fast food. <laughs> Airports, I will do that shit. Don't bring it on the plane. Don't be an animal. You know, and bring it on the plane and stink Are up the plane. Are you allowed to? Yeah, and it's it should That's be gross. a sin. You know, it should be a crime whose punishment is violent death. So bring a fish sandwich on don't, the plane, is what you're saying. If you want to be uh, decapitated with a plastic spoon. Okay, well, I'm going to sit next to you when we go to <laughs> with a fish sandwich. Yeah, and I'm going to watch them beat your ass. <laughs> the only time it's acceptable to have fish on an airplane is if you're flying, like, Korean or Japan Air. I feel like the only the time entire, it's acceptable. They, they sell fish on the plane, so the whole plane smells like fish. I feel like the only time it's acceptable to have fish is at home. Like, even people who bring fish to work and reheat it, I'm like, yeah. you're You're a committing bastard. a sin. This, like this sushi. is a mortal sin. I don't know how you know rape and murder are on the list and fucking reheating <laughs> fish in the coworkers' lunch area. Yeah, is allowed. <laughs> sushi I'll allow because it's cold and you don't reheat it, and yeah. as long as it's not like been sitting around for too long, sushi it's not doesn't very really. Pungent, yeah. yeah, but uh, yeah, people who bring fish to work are assholes. I like the smells on planes when you're leaving countries. It's always interesting to me the way places smell. Like, because I'm not lying about Japan Air. It does smell... It's kind of gross. Yeah. It, it smells oddly like fish because almost everybody on the plane leaving Japan is on uh, basically all fish diet. <laughs> and then when you... Uh, you leave England, it, and when you get to England, the first thing that hits you when you step out of... Um, 
Fuck, I'm gonna forget it. The airport. Heathrow. <laughs> yeah, when you step out of Heathrow, it immediately just smells like tea because everybody just that's what they drink. I like the way tea yeah. smells though. No, I don't know a, that I like smell. the way people who smell like tea smell, but I like tea smells. So. Well, we just basically smell like grease. I think. I think. Probably. <laughs> it's like Tennessee smells like hot urine. <laughs> I don't know that Missoula has a specific smell other than right now. Right now, now it smells like firewood. Yeah. Right now it smells Thanks, a California. little smoky out there. But in general, except for specifically around the Walmart, it occasionally smells like manure. The rest yeah. of the town just That's smells like, like a river. Air. Yeah, yeah, river smell almost. Just yeah. the better route. So you want to. You want to recap our, our fantastic I thought well, I, drive I was, I was trying to do it just aimlessly. Yeah. So what happened when you landed in Tennessee? What were your feelings? No, I was going to say the drive up. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do we that. We did that together and ate an ungodly amount of fast food, and I think we both felt sick by day three. <laughs> we were dying a million and, uh, deaths. Uh, well, it started off, if I remember correctly, the day before I had to load the truck. That was a bad idea, too. Why yeah. didn't we get the truck And sooner? we didn't strap anything down in the truck. So the very first speed bump we hit, we broke almost everything we owned. Like I, we, didn't, we didn't price check it, so I don't know how much more it would have added on to it. But in hindsight, getting the truck the the night before we needed to be on the road was a really bad well, idea. I, yeah, I think it was a, 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 a price point thing. Because we made it out here, and by the end of the story, we had two extra dollars. So, like, yeah, I think it was, maybe. like, a down to the detail. It might have saved us ten bucks. But, like, the you day know? of, that was the worst idea ever. Like, you were just, like, stressed throwing shit in the back of the Penske. <laughs> it was, like, 110 degrees outside. I was sweat through my jeans. That was we bad. did not plan these I initially things. wanted to move in February, so apparently I was bad yeah, <laughs> terrible at this. Can you imagine how terrified you were driving over the Continental Divide if there had been three feet of fucking snow on that bed. I would have been like, I'll see you in a few so days. I'm going to risk hypothermia. Fuck yeah. this. <laughs> walk the rest of this way. But the, the morning that we took off, uh, we, we chose the brilliant hour of right as the kids were lining up for the bus stop outside of our apartment to well, try to load to the... rush hour. Yeah. It made some sense. We should sense. have left three hours before that because uh, I'd never backed the truck up before. Didn't think about that either to line it up with the trailer hitch so I could, you know, get the Jeep loaded up. We, basically, we also probably should have loaded your Jeep the night before, really. I did, well, we wanted to, but I didn't know where to park it. Oh, that's right, yeah. Yeah, in hindsight, could have parked it across the street in an empty parking lot. <laughs> didn't think to do we that. We planned zero parts of this yeah. trip. We didn't save up money. Didn't save up any if money. If you're going to move across the country, yeah. don't follow our advice. Yeah, don't, tr- you know, don't trust the bipolar person. <laughs> you know, to, to fucking figure it out. I, I, I will do things sporadically, and they tend to work in my favor. <laughs> that's about all I've got. We left the soft top on the Jeep, Left too. the soft top on the Jeep. Had to get waved down in the fucking road because the dude was like, hey, dumbass. You're going 85 miles an hour in soft top. Soft top is not. Yeah. The Jeep on. doesn't even go 85 miles an hour. It's probably for a fucking reason. <laughs> <laughs> oh boy, that was an interesting first day, though. Mm-hmm. A lot of flat fields and rain. Yeah, we a got lot of rain. On a lot that first day. Mm-hmm. A lot of fast food, and a lot of Jack's pacing in nervous circles <laughs> at the foot of the Penske, which. Yeah was also not how we pictured. We thought it was going to be a bench and Jax could just lay on my lap. Um, turns out it's two, like, legit car seats and uh, a tiny empty not space. enough room for a German Shepherd mix to sit in the middle. Yeah, his head was basically underneath the accelerator the entire fucking day. <laughs> for three yeah. fucking days. 
Kansas City was your favorite stop, right? You I, loved it. I loved Kansas City. I, I loved the dude that was selling meth right outside of our window. I loved the pizza that we got that was burnt and cold at the same time. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, and that they made us unhitch the trailer. Yeah, so I had to run over the rose bush the next morning. You were so mad. <laughs> I was ready to you kill so everybody mad. in that hotel. And then I was like, fuck it, send me a bill for the rose bush. So we stopped at just some janky if they're cheap. selling meth outside of the hotel fuck you and your <laughs> we stopped at just some janky cheap hotel in kansas city because i had two different road plans planned for us our quote-unquote short day was i think an eight-hour drive and then yeah. i had a 10-hour or 11-hour day planned as our long day in case we like felt energized enough to try to push through um our eight-hour day quickly turned into a 10-hour yeah. day between the stops for fuel and food and Which were very God quick. working against us. Yeah, it was just God. <laughs> we, would, we would stop and just fill up the truck, which was maybe a five, ten minute bathroom stop. And then hop right back on the road and we'd lost 45 minutes. Yeah, it was the craziest thing. And like, I know you people are thinking, oh, well, you pulled off the road and you probably backtracked a bit and then you had to get back on the road. No, we would pull purposely at the exit. Into the truck stops. Where there was a truck stop the pilot, next right to the, the exit. Yeah, the pilot had to be right there on the corner or I was not stopping. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, our eight hour day turned into at least a 10 hour day. Mm-hmm. So by the time we got to this janky little hotel in Kansas City, because we would kind of see... How we were feeling yeah. as we got closer, and then I would book the hotel. It was an um, airport hotel, and it was janky, and there wasn't even a bar in walking distance. No, it sucked. Because I had not... to take the moving truck to go get beer. <laughs> it was not a good pick, but like I would purposely pick hotels that were close enough to the interstate that we weren't having to drive into the city with the Penske and the trailer yeah. and all that shit. Um, so it was this little janky, I don't even remember what brand hotel um i think it was a holiday inn but i don't want to put them on blast no i don't think it was it was just a little shitty small hotel and i think holiday inns are a little bit bigger um right next to the interstate ish and um then when you pull in it looks like it wraps around yeah it did so uh when they told us we had to unhitch the trailer and park it in a spot and then park the u-haul in a different spot uh, i went in to check us in and brett like started to pull around i'm sorry apparently there's a fighter squadron <laughs> flying and uh brett backed the trailer into a spot unhitched it and then took the penske yeah. to go get beer and all that uh we found out the next morning that that dumpster that was sitting at the end doesn't continue around it's yeah. just the dumpster and that's it so yeah uh, it was an l-shaped fucking parking lot <laughs> uh and there was not enough room for brett no. to pull back around and somebody had parked right in front of the jeep so i couldn't even get a straight on approach to the hitch to begin with yeah and you spent half an hour at least screaming chain yeah, smoking like literally barely inch moving the trailer and then he got so mad that he was like fuck it i'm just gonna drive over it and hope for the best <laughs> i was not in the truck with him all i could see was just through the window him hitting the <laughs> steering wheel and screaming and i was like oh god he's so mad right now i don't want to get in there <laughs> and he literally drives up over the curb takes out a bush i watched the trailer with the jeep on it drive up over the curb and i'm like oh my god the trailer's gonna like yep. break get in the fucking go. truck yeah <laughs> thankfully 
Uh, the trailer stayed attached. The Jeep didn't, like, flip off or anything. And he literally was basically, like, rolled the window down. Get in the car. <laughs> just destroyed that bush. They're not going to come out here and charge me I for it. They need to bounce before they get our license plate. Like, yeah. fuck them. So, uh, that was day one. That was fun. It's a fun experience. Well, that's technically day two. Day one went yeah. off without sure. a hitch. Sure. Day three, I almost drove us no, off a ledge. Day one was the day that, uh... Soft hop tried to fly off, so yeah. there was the little quirky shit every day. Yeah, the guy like screaming at me through the window, and I was like, "Look at this crazy son of a bitch!" And then I rolled it down. And he goes, "Soft top. And I was like, "Don't no, fuck the Jeep!" <laughs> <laughs> Pull over on the side of the road. Insurance shit. There was like two inches uh, up in the fucking front visor that was holding the entire soft top on. It, well, it, it was it, flapping yeah. in the wind. It was completely about to just blow off, and this dude was being really nice that day. So if you're a listener, strange seventy year old man who fucking thank you stopped us outside the probably nashville i don't think we made it far (laughs) (laughs) i think we were just outside of tennessee when that happened because we were like in the middle of can you believe it we made it out of tennessee oh (laughs) fuck no it's all falling apart this early (laughs) now we stared at corn and then we went to the meth hotel yeah we ate bad barbecue chicken pineapple pizza and I think they, they, the they, office, they, maybe? They, yeah, the office. And then they made that pizza like they hated us. Yeah, it was <laughs> terrible. They barely put any sauce on it. They overcooked it, and it was cold as fuck. Yeah, it was a problem. And we were both so tired, we were just like, oh, well. Eh, to fuck with it. And uh, we definitely thought it was just bad luck the first day, and the second day we were going to, like, nail it, get further down yeah. the road. It was going to be an easier drive. Again. My quote-unquote short day turned into our long day, <laughs> and we only made it to Rapid City. Rapid City, South Dakota? North Dakota? Yes, South Dakota. One of the Dakotas? Yeah, South Dakota. It was my favorite night of the entire thing, to be honest with you, like of the two nights. That, oh, for that sure. Was Kansas City far. sucked. Yeah. I would not purposely stay there yeah, ever. We still picked a hotel that had people like shooting heroin right behind our fucking window because we were sitting at the, the. There was a bar across the street and uh, we sat on the outdoor thing and just kind of took in Kristen's first like real sit down view of mountains. What cracks me up though is there's a photo from that little bar that I posted. <laughs> and I'm sure it popped up in your memories too because I tagged you at it and I was like. I captioned it dinner with a view or whatever. Yeah. But I remember having this conversation with you where I was like, oh, yeah, like, you know, that's kind of cool. You can sort of see the mountain range. They're kind of mm-hmm. far out, but we can kind of see them now. And the picture that I posted as quote unquote dinner with a view is just us sitting under like this little weird, like, wooden gazebo Yeah, it had like thing Christmas lights. It had Christmas lights on it. Yeah. And you can faintly see the mountains in the background and the rest of the picture is a parking lot. <laughs> and I labeled that as dinner with a view because we were so exhausted. I was like, well, this is well, nice. Well, we were city kids. <laughs> this is a pleasant view. <laughs> we're like, hey, look, it's not There's flat over there. a parking lot there. with mountains on the other yeah. side. We got accosted by two like drunk, what I'm going to assume, local whores that are just like working at that fucking, working out of that bar. Came up, tried to pet Jax. Jax tried to kill the whores. There were people like digging through the dumpsters yeah, ten weird. feet away and shooting up heroin. There were people digging through the thing. wet uh, things where you throw away your cigarettes too, trying to find yeah, cigarettes that a, weren't wet. There was a wet bucket of just cigarette butts, as you see outside of many a bar, and they were trying to get the driest ones out That's of gross. the thing. Yeah, if you're at that point, I, I think You've you made bad life choices. I think you quit. <laughs> 
don't remember what I had, but I think the food was pretty good there, though. Yeah, the food, the food was good, and we got a couple of beers hung out over there. Um, and then I did the responsible thing, which was I went and got the gun out of the Penske truck because I had a forty caliber Glock in the And I feel like cab. I told you this was a bad idea. Well, I got it out of the truck because there were heroin addicts walking around the parking lot. And I was like, I, I, it would be irresponsible for me to leave the gun in the truck. That There's no way I'm I can just... I'm going to bring it in. Yeah, just break in into the truck. In. Yeah, break into the truck, break into the Jeep, but don't grab my handgun out of, you know... A, if you if you have the patience to dig through all the shit to get to the rifles and shit in the truck, which were at the very back, you deserve those firearms. But don't just shatter my window and grab my forty cal. <laughs> that that feels like I would be getting in a lot of trouble. So I did the responsible thing. I went outside for a cigarette. I grabbed my pistol. I tucked it into my sweatpants, which scared the shit out of the two people that were smoking cigarettes outside of the fucking hotel when I walked back into the hotel with the gun and the sweatpants and uh, promptly left that at the hotel mm. the next morning. No. So... Yes, I did. Let me... <laughs> more to this. Uh, by the time we hit Rapid City, we had gone into a new time zone. Yeah. So oh fuck, I forgot about that. <laughs> time had technically changed, yeah. and um, we were getting a head start phones, on our day. Cell phones apparently only sometimes recognize that update. Uh, neither of us had turned our cell phones off and turned them back on, or no, yeah. I had turned mine off and turned mine back on, and Brett's never auto updated, and Brett didn't turn his phone off. Brett set the alarm. For the next morning, for like thinking, six a.m. Yeah, yeah, thinking we were leaving at like kind of the same-ish time we had been leaving every day. His alarm goes off. We get up. I think he's already showered at this point. I've got the coffee like starting to brew in the hotel yeah. room, and then I look at the clock and I go, "Do you know it's like five in the morning?" And he was like, "What?" And I was like, "Did you not update your your?" phone like are you in the right time zone turns out brett was not in the right time zone we were up at like five in the fucking morning and we were like okay well we'll get a super early start today and we'll get in missoula crazy early and it'll be like a really chill afternoon we can kind of relax we'll be there by dinner time yeah (laughs) have dinner there it'll be great uh sleep lacking and coffee lacking brett with his brain all addled from uh, getting off to a rough start, leaves the gun. Left the gun in the nightstand. In the nightstand. Which we didn't realize for an hour after we left. And I remembered it. You're welcome. Yeah, which officially put us three hours (laughs) behind schedule because we had to turn around an hour and then come back to get to where we... (laughs) I'm not a morning person, so I think I was just sitting like blankly staring out the window for the first hour because I never get up that early if I don't have to. And then I was like... I don't remember him getting anything out of the nightstand. And then I was like, you did get the gun, didn't you? And I just, oh, shit. (laughs) You see this, like, look on Brett's face. We had to call the the hotel staff. Uh, We drive the hour back at this point. I'm furious again. (laughs) This early in the fucking morning. And I go in there and I'm like, hey, uh, I left something in my room. And the lady looks at me all weird. She goes, what'd you leave in your room? And I was like, it was a gun, a Glock 40 caliber. And she goes, ghost white, like I've committed some weird crime in a rapid city. I would have thought everybody would have left a gun or two behind in their hotel. Like, I assumed that we're in Dakota's. 
You know, we're at a place called Rapid City. I assumed you, you fire first, you leave. Everybody leaves a gun in that fucking hotel room. And this lady comes out with my pistol wrapped up in a full towel <laughs> and hands it to me. And I was like, do you want the towel back? <laughs> she goes, no, 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 no. Please just like get the fuck out of here. Pretty I wonder much. what we did with that towel. I wonder if we still have it. I don't know. It might still be in the closet. But yeah, she came out. It wasn't wrapped in like a hand towel or, you know, put in a plastic bag or some I mean, shit like fair, that. To be fair, their bath there, towels It, it was packed early, yeah, packed early morning hotel lobby. And I'm just retrieving my firearm from a scared shitless goddamn... <laughs> I was like, I promise nobody died to, you know, on my account in Rapid City tonight, but I did leave my gun behind. <laughs> <laughs> I did like South Dakota, though. Like, a good chunk of that drive was pretty... I mean, there was, like, some of it that was a little, like, plain, but, like, we... Yeah. No, I like that little dip down. Was that still in South Dakota, mm-hmm. the that oasis? Weird, like, oasis yeah. down, yeah. That was really pretty. And then right on the other side of it was all these weird, like, mountainous valleys. Mm-hmm. Like, if I was going to live somewhere besides here that I've actually been to so I can kind of, like, be like, oh, I liked that. I would totally, like, buy a house and just stick it in the middle of those valleys. <laughs> Come hang out with my goats and shit. Yeah, and then just hang out in Rapid City, which I, I don't know what it is, but I want to go back to it. Like, it, I really... No, like I really the, do want to go back with you because the hotel that I stayed in in Rapid City was way cooler than the hotel ooh. we stayed in. Like, I liked that our hotel was within walking distance of a bar, but the hotel I stayed at had both a water park and a bar in it. Yeah. And they gave you two free drink passes to the bar. So <laughs> I started out my night with two free drinks. Hell fucking yeah. So, yeah, I want to go back to Rapid City and stay at the hotel that I stayed at. I'm down. We should do that when COVID lets us yeah. do that. Yeah, so. when I'm allowed to travel. Never. We'll get there in the... Uh, so it's been a year portion <laughs> of the show. But, um, so we get the gun, and we drive back through. What's the next big memorable moment? The Corn Palace? <laughs> I think that was day one. The, I, I could have sworn that was the last day. I think that was day one. I think the weird giant dinosaur thing was day two. I can't remember what that place was called. Yeah. Oh, Wall something. Wall Drug. Yeah. Yeah. We kept seeing signs for that on day two. It's like, what the fuck is Waldron? And then there was a giant dinosaur advertising, and I was like, what does this have to do with whatever this place is? <laughs> we should go back and see what Waldrug is. We need so to. We I've seen bumper stickers around here from Waldrug, and I don't, I have no fucking I need these clue. questions answered. <laughs> if you know what Waldrug is. And we drove right past Mount Rushmore, and yeah, we really, couldn't stop. <laughs> I really did want to stop there. Like, not that I think Mount Rushmore is like some like incredible site, but I was like, if we're going to be this close to it, and it's you know, kind of. It's a not big something that I would thing. drive to, but if I was driving past, yeah, it, and it's like there. right outside a rapid city. So I was like, oh, if we have time, maybe we could get up early and kind of just like well, we got up early as fuck. That yeah. wasn't the problem. <laughs> yeah. But yeah, we we realized by then that our because we still had another eight hour day ahead of us that our eight hour days were ten plus hour days. So yeah. We're like, ah, we're not going to Mount Rushmore today. No. It would have been funny to drive by the parking lot and take a picture of it As from a distance driving. and be like, well, I saw it. All right, I'm out of here. That, that's definitely Thomas yeah, Jefferson. It's, it's not It's not up there on my list of places I wanted to see, but I don't think I've ever been that close to like such a touristy thing and like had kind of an option to go see it. Yeah. So I was just kind of like, oh, that'd be cool since we're here already. <laughs> Now, if it had been the Grand Canyon, I would have been like, we're just staying an extra night. Yeah. Your boss can fuck off. Yeah, we're hanging out. Like, I'm, <laughs> I'm not missing the Grand Canyon for shit. But. So what happened to us on the last leg? 
Because all uh, I've got is the Continental Divide that scared yeah, the living fuck. I think fuck. that was about it. Like, we had, like... Just about it. That is a massive fucking... No, I mean, as far as, like, weird stuff, we had, like, a weird, tense moment where I think you thought I was mad at you because you forgot the gun. You thought that I was... Yeah. Did I just say that? Yeah. I think we thought we were mad at each other because it was, like, already going to be a long day and then we tacked on two extra hours Three to it. Three extra hours. <laughs> <laughs> so, there was, like, a good chunk of the driver. I was, like... Just gonna stare out the window. Stare out the window. I'm not even gonna enjoy my chicken sandwich from this McDonald's. <laughs> Fourth day in a row. And then we get to the continental button. I was like, please don't kill us. I'm not mad after all. No, but was it before the continental that we drove through Crow? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, because the we, Continental was one of the last things yeah, we did. We were driving. It was our first experience with a reservation. And uh, if you're not from the I West... I forgot about that. How did I forget about that? I have that? no idea because I almost killed a man. Yeah. <laughs> so, like, like Jack's almost killed a man, too. <laughs> uh, if you're not from the West and you've never been to a reservation, um, I just want to let you know it's the uh, saddest fucking thing I've ever driven oh, through. The one we went to, anyway. Yeah, the one that the one that we went to. Um, I know that there's massive issues with like alcoholism and crime inside of those areas, and um, I'm here to attest to it. Uh, we were driving through, going, "Has anybody checked on any of these houses uh, in the past thirty years?" Because I think there's just dead people sitting on couches out here. Like it, it was disturbing how poor some of these areas were. And how drunk so many of the people were. Yeah, so we pull over, we get outside of Crow, um, and we're at this gas station because the dial is, like, we're, we're on vapors. I'm at the point where it's like, we might have to siphon gas out of the Jeep to keep the moving truck running. Um, <laughs> or we might have to abandon the moving truck in Crow Country and take the Jeep, you know, to the nearest <laughs> gas station. But um, Kristen goes in, I think, to use the bathroom. Yeah. Um, and maybe get food. I can't quite remember what yeah, it was. I think so, but yeah. I'm sitting on the uh, back of the Penske with Jax, just letting him stretch his legs out for a little bit. And this drunken Native American guy comes up to me and starts threatening to kick Jax. He's screaming at me in the parking lot, and then he's trying to hug me, and then he's trying to fight me, and then he's trying to kill my dog. And it's just a bizarre fucking cycle of conversation. I eventually get him to fuck off. I've locked Jacks inside the truck. You, so you that tell he me because we trade each other out. You tell me when I come back to get in the uh, moving truck and lock the door. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because this dude—I mean, he was very violent and hammered. It was—it was an issue. And then I go into the gas station to use the bathroom, you know, do that sort of shit. So I, I'm standing at the urinal, and in comes my new drunk best friend, um, <laughs> who, while I'm taking a piss, is threatening to kick the shit out of me. Um, so I've got dick in hand, you know, stream a run, stream a running, and this guy's like, I should fucking stab everybody and fucking tap it down. He's going off. Maybe he was also mad about them not controlling the baby penis. I mean, I think he was more mad about the state of crow country because <laughs> Jesus fucking Christ, we need to help those people. But um, he's going off, and then we try to leave, and there is a massive standstill in the parking lot. Whereupon this guy is harassing random passer-goers. That sucks. Same dude. I, I don't have a problem with the Native American people. I have a problem with this fucking asshole. Because he's harassing blocking everybody. Blocking the way out. Blocking the way. Causing arguments in the parking lot where people are freaking out. I've got my gun in my hand going, I might have to kill this dude. Like, I don't know what's going on here. If we can't get out of it, I'm having an anxiety attack. It eventually clears up without, you know, further conflict. 
but I, I thought I was, you know, day one in Montana, going to have to go to jail for shooting some dude in the <laughs> gas station parking lot because <laughs> I thought was, he was going to try to kill us. I, I don't remember if that was the final drive or mm-hmm. where we were at, but there was a different day, too, where some random section of the drive, like, took us off the interstate for a while because I don't think there was an interstate I think that, that was connected. on the way to Rapid City. Maybe, yeah. Yeah. And so I, I guess there's no interstate in between. So we like hop off the interstate for a while and we're just like in this ghetto backwoods country. And uh, again, on fumes yeah. uh, in the car. And so where we stopped at that really cool like tiny town, like tiny the, town gas the, station. Yeah, the Pinsky barely fit inside of the yeah, parking like lot. They for had the gas three station. bathrooms, and I believe they said men, women, and who gives a shit yeah. or something like yeah. that. <laughs> and so yeah, like we're like desperate, and like we're mm-hmm. in like the middle of nowhere, so the gas is way more expensive at this point. No, and we'd broken into Montana by that point. So maybe that was the that final was the day, last yeah. day because I remember the lady at the gas station. Yeah, and there's like I said, just like a section of the drive where it takes you off the interstate because I guess there's just no interstate connecting that little area and it it had been like literally just flatlands for like forever and we finally come across this town thank god because we were almost out of gas and Mm -hmm. uh this teeny tiny little only gas station in the whole town like i said the penske truck barely fits in the parking lot it's a one-stop truck town (laughs) we go in to get drinks pee all that jazz as we're refueling and the lady working the gas station is from Tennessee. From Nashville. <laughs> She's like, oh, you're going to be in for a surprise when the winter comes. Yeah. I was like, so I keep hearing. She goes, so where are you guys coming from? I was like, oh, we're coming from Nashville. And she goes, I'm from Nashville. <laughs> you know? That was, was wild. Like, How the fuck did I find you, lady? <laughs> in this tiny town in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, and it was like a weird gas station slash, like, um antique car museum so like they have like two cars that were like parked inside and a couple of old vets like out in the parking lot but like that was their whole they, they were like a roadside attraction slash the only gas station in town <laughs> and i don't know why especially if she lived in nashville she picked that town in particular because there was nothing going on there not at all like i'm pretty sure was, you have to have yeah. your own cows to get milk there's like 15 <laughs> houses a couple of ranches surrounding the area with the strange little square boxes that we never figured out what the fuck yeah. they were and <laughs> like i'm still confused by that if if anyone's out there who knows the answer why are there cardboard boxes that literally just like look like paper filing boxes yeah. in large stacks in random fields throughout montana i i want to know <laughs> yeah, our, our your ability to always find the strange people in the middle of. I'm nowhere. a magnet. I'm a magnet for insanity. I have, I got accosted in the Walmart parking lot today by a guy who was obviously on heroin, trying to tell me that he won't be getting paid for a shed until the end of the week, and him and his wife are starving to death. But he assured me that he was a working man. He was like, "I'm a working man." And, I built this shed, but I'm not getting paid to the end of the week. I always have a story. Like in Nashville, it was always the car just broke. Well, down they're hoping today. that you're brand new to town and you're sympathetic, and I'm not. I'm heard, from a city. Yeah, heard these stories so many times. They were like in Nashville, in Murfreesboro, even like these same people, and you'd see them. Like, yeah. maybe not every day, but they'd roll through every couple of weeks with the exact same story. The car just broke down. I just need to just get down the road. Yeah. Like, 
can you just spare a couple of bucks? It's like, dude, you were here a week ago. Yeah, I've seen you. Your name is Freddie. I yeah. know exactly who like, you are. Like, I know your I car work works in the pawn shop, fine. bro. <laughs> but, but anyway. Yeah, no, I am a magnet for insanity. And then we get to the Continental Divide. It's pretty. Yeah. It's crazy. I think my ears popped like 20 times on the way up. You were white gripping everything. You yeah, wouldn't talk it. to me. You were freaking the fuck out. Well, you were like flying too because... I was okay. going like 20 okay. miles an hour. No, you were flying for being in a moving truck with a trailer attached to it because... The truck couldn't hardly because, get up the mountain. What are you because, talking about? No, on the way down, you were definitely flying. Oh, for sure, because um, the brakes didn't really work. Because... <laughs> uh, we got delayed that was the day Brett left the gun. So we were arriving into town basically as the sun was going down. We had bare minimal light. The sun is setting in our direction, so it's shining into the front windshield. We can't see shit because of bug guts. Yeah, we crushed so many bug guts in South Dakota, and we didn't clean the windshield at the last gas station that we stopped at because Brett was like, oh, it's kind of a cool photo, and I did get kind of a cool <laughs> photo from it. Turns out it's not very conducive for driving, though. No, no, no. When they're smeared across the windshield, all you're looking at are, like, little dots. It's like driving when you didn't defrost your windshield all the way and you're trying to drive out of, like, a one-inch I don't think it had, like, a little thing that shoots cleaner so you can wipe it, It did, but every time I hit it, it just smeared the bugs. So, yeah, yeah, the, the drive into town was terrible. Yeah. And we got here too late to have dinner. So we hadn't eaten yet. I yeah. think we ordered food after we got yeah. here. But I was just like, I'm hungry. I'm tired. <laughs> I was like 90% sure for the past hour I was going to die. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. God damn. But we've been here for a year. And we were smart. We packed the bed last. Yeah. So we just plopped that out into the garage. Yeah. And we're like, I'll get to the rest of that <laughs> shit in the morning. <laughs> so what we had to do when we got there was pull the bed out, order some food, and go to sleep. Yeah, drink. <laughs> A big case of beer. That oh, was a good time. Mm-hmm. But you've been here for a year, so let's recap the year. Uh, how no, how are you feeling? Nothing too eventful. All right. <laughs> No, it's, it's been... It's been fun, guys. I love you, sweetheart. I love you, too. All right. We'll catch you next time. No, it's been interesting. We, uh, especially when we first got here, like, had a little bit more time to kind of explore. So whenever we went through our first winter here, we kind of poked around a couple of places. Yeah. Um, unfortunately, COVID happened and shit shut down. The first and... place we went. Do you remember? First local place? Kelly Island. And oh, I almost right. froze my feet off. That's right. Oh, I forgot about that. Yeah, you were like, <laughs> so I my feet don't hurt anymore. I wanted to give you a moment with nature in Montana. And there's a little fishing spot called Kelly Island, which is uh, not an island, and nobody named Kelly's ever been there, so I'm curious. Um, but it's like a little local, it's still in town, fishing spot. Fishing yeah. spot. But it, it, it's just, it's like behind some dude's ranch, so like you can sit out there and dip your feet in the bitterroot or whatever that is. Um, and see the mountains. So how did that feel? Well, how it was, was really it? pretty. That was a really nice day because it was like too. I don't know why you put your feet in the water. It was way too because it was August, and I assumed that that would be a good idea. I did not realize that that was all going to be snow melt. <laughs> That's another thing that was kind of crazy to me, especially on the drive up by myself. It was like way more obvious because um, I, I came up, I guess, in September. Yeah, um, right at the beginning because. Yeah, we did the trip this time 
last year, and I think there was like a week and a half before yeah. you came back up. Um, so, like, by the third day, once we'd hit, like, at least South Dakota, it's noticeably colder. So I had switched yeah. over to long sleeves and, like, sweaters and stuff by the third day when we left Tennessee miserably hot i was wearing a t-shirt um and brett was wearing a tank top so that that was like crazy to me like how literally just shifting further west like dramatically changed well, the temperature dramatically north yeah, we're true. behind the mason dixon line we're on the complete opposite side of the country <laughs> we're one state away from being you know on either end you know <laughs> that is true but yeah that was crazy to me um yeah, being here in August and, like, wearing a sweatshirt to go out and just, like, <laughs> sit. Like, it was a really pretty day, but I would not have put my feet in the water. Yeah. I was like, what are you doing? That's cold. <laughs> Felt nice. It was really relaxing, though. We sat out there, and Jax loved it. Yeah. We sat out there. Kept jumping in and walk. jumping out, jumping in and jumping out. <laughs> we should go back there. I love Kelly Island. I'm done. I don't know about this week or anything, because I think the temperatures are supposed to be colder this week, but... If it spikes back up to the high 80s, maybe. Yeah, no, we'll probably get one or two more days like that. I'm assuming that the temperature's starting to skirt right now just because we're covered in smoke. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's been, I don't know, kind of a crazy year. Like, you, got, you wound up getting your job. I did. We both wound up putting in for university jobs and then being told that... Three months later. Yeah, three months later, they canceled the position. Like, no, you two were the only ones that put in and fuck both of you. I think I kept that rejection email. I think I still have it in my inbox. (laughs) Because that cracked me up. Like, we've yeah. decided to not fill that position. Yeah, it's like, I, I, I put in for it. You want to even give me a chance? You know? Well, when we put in for it, we both said we didn't live here yet. Mm-hmm. But, um, no, it cracks me up because, like, in the frequently asked questions, it says they'll respond back to you in, like, three to four weeks. And three months went by yeah. before we got a letter that said, well, we're not hiring anyone at all. <laughs> <laughs> we were both like, well. It's like, signed Michael Scott. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, it's my first winter, God, probably since the 90s, where there was, like, any serious snow. And, I mean, it's way more snow than I've ever seen in my life. But the last, like, serious snowstorm that I, like, saw in Tennessee was probably in, like, yeah, 91 the, the or big, 92 Yeah, the big one in the early 90s, yeah. Yeah, so that was pretty crazy. Like, when this, I mean, because they're very on top of plowing the roads and shit here so it's pretty drivable as long as you stay in the city and you know your car's kind of set yeah. up for that the um, road we live on is a little sketch but yeah. the road we live on is like just outside of major access yeah but because they're so regular about plowing the roads and shit when it snows it is wild to see how high the stacks of snow are right yeah. on the side of the road. Snow banks get. are like 10 feet tall. <laughs> yeah. Like, the actual snow on the road will have melted. It'll be nice, like, warmer weather. And those giant stacks of snow that they've pushed to the side are just so big. You can't see the other side of the street. Yeah, <laughs> and they will sit there for, like, a good month before they finally melt because mm-hmm. it's so much fucking snow. <laughs> It's like packed up. There's a Sam's Club yeah, on like reserve. Yeah, like you could build, you could make a house out of it. Yeah, there's a Sam's Club on reserve, and every day they just bulldoze the fucking snow out to clear the parking lot. And I think we were like at the beginning of August before that was completely gone. <laughs> that's crazy. Like how much snow. I mean, that was a mild winter. Mm-hmm. I'm a little scared, actually. I'm not because it's been so warm. 
Yeah, well, I think that's usually when they trick you. They're like, <laughs> you thought it was going to be nice, didn't you? Jokes. Who's they? Mother Nature. The heart program? Yeah. <laughs> no, Mother Nature. She's like, you thought you were going to have a cushy winter. But you survived. Kick you in the ass. <laughs> you survived your first winter. You didn't rear-end anybody no, in the ice. No, I did skid, though. Yeah, I, I was in the car. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I should probably get my brakes checked. <laughs> did that. I was trying to leave the Walmart, and the Walmart's on like a 45-degree degree, <laughs> slope as you're trying to leave, and I drive a... Uh, a Five speed, so um, it, it it's you know, I can handle it no problem if there's nothing on the road. But outside of that, it gets a little dicey. Well, you don't have your all-wheel drive set up either. We gotta fix that yeah. still. We should have done that got, a while ago. I've got my tools. We can try to get around to it, but um, and I didn't have tires that were suitable for it. So it, all around, I, I didn't know what the fuck do, I was do doing. I don't, but I'm buying some for this winter. Yeah. Um, so I'm pulling out of the Walmart one day, and sure as shit, I reach the top of the little hill, and there's a car parked like two inches to my ass end, um, and I try to go again, and my tires are moving, but the Jeep is sliding backwards towards the car, and I just see the car behind me also say, fuck this, and just start slowly drifting backwards. And some homeless dude had to, like, push the Jeep to the left. Like, just kind of, like, shoved the Jeep. And it just slid on the ice and then caught traction. And I was able to get out of the parking lot. Oh, no. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, I had so many instances where I was just stuck in ice. You did tell me about that day you went adventuring, though, and almost went, got yeah, killed. I drove up to a thing that was called Twin Lakes Drive, I believe You waited to tell me until is. we were literally recording the podcast uh-huh. that you almost got killed, though. I was like, why would you tell me that now? Yeah, it was like Twin Lakes something, and I was like, ooh, I'm gonna go see some Twin Lakes, but the, the snow and ice on the mountain had not dried up. Like, down in the valley, it was all mud. You know, so I was basically just driving dirt roads, having the time of my life, skidding around in the mud, just dirtying up the Jeep, fucking being a country boy. And then I see this thing called Twin Lakes, and it, it was such a slow elevation. Like, I hit a point where I was on mud, having fun, and then seconds later I was on, like, four inches of ice. And I almost drove off the side of a fucking mountain. And I got stuck, sitting in the road, um... I don't know how to explain it. I was the L-shaped parking lot. <laughs> like the road was going straight, and I was parked not going down the road. Mm-hmm. And <laughs> I managed to stop the Jeep like maybe a foot and a half before it went tumbling off the side of the fucking mountain. And um, I was up there. I, I had a big blanket in the back of the Jeep. I thought I could put that underneath the tires just to get enough traction to get the fuck off the ledge. Is that still in the Jeep? What did we do with that? I don't know if I threw that away or if it's in the... It was my old comforter that was for my old bed. I don't know what we did with that. It might be out in the shed because I I put it down when I drive jacks around most times. Yeah. Um, But I tried to put that under the tire, shot that off into the woods. (laughs) I had a a kid stop in his truck and he tried to help me out. We were pulling out weeds and shoving them. Yeah, I know that now, and now there's two things of cat litter in the shed, and I plan on putting them in the Jeep. Is it really? <laughs> yeah, I plan on putting them in the Jeep when the winter hits so I can <laughs> fix that fucking problem for myself. Because I had to get dragged out by a guy with an ATV and a winch who pulled the Jeep like into a field so I could drive just into some random farmer's field and try to grab traction. 
I grabbed just enough traction to pull myself back on the ice and we just kind of prayed that I was aimed in the right direction because <laughs> just skidding down the ice until I hit road again and I was like oh thank Christ and the second I hit road again you called me and I was like I can't talk right now <laughs> you're like I had a really bad feeling and I was like yeah yeah it was scary see this is why you don't make decisions about where we go when I'm in the jeep with you <laughs> Like did this, pretty good the other like day. Like the second the road killed. suddenly drops off next to us, we're turning around and going back. We had fun the other day. Yeah, it was a very bumpy road though. <laughs> you definitely need some new shocks or whatever. <laughs> I think it was the street was all like riveted up. It was like a gravel lot that somebody driven a tractor up. And yeah, it was bad. It's like driving around in a machine gun. Like <laughs> it's pretty out there though, minus the random tent. Like. I'm not going to lie, as soon as we saw that tent, I was like, I think we should go. I'm pretty sure we're going to die because there are all these shotgun shells everywhere. And uh, I think they're hunting people up here. And I don't want to be their next meal. Yeah, they're probably just up there seeing a secluded spot and having fun. But Yeah, somehow on a mountain, we found the only other people on the mountain. We're like, oh, this looks like it's fun to pull over. And it's a like, oh, lot seems like of be- bullet casings laying around. So. <laughs> I was like, I think I'm going to go now. I've had... Seen my feel. Seen my feel. <laughs> I do like our super secret location, though. We should go break into super secret location that we went to that first winter. That was like abandoned and all snowy and pretty. You don't. You have no idea what I'm talking about. Super secret location. Yeah, because remember we weren't going to tell anybody in case we ever made a movie there. Oh, the the house. No, not that one. Oh, okay. Not no, ghost a, house. It was like. Up and snowy oh, 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 and yeah, 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 very yeah, pretty. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. yeah, I did like that. That was a fun little yeah, day. It's like out toward Lincoln, you know, like going out the opposite Don't side of the city. Me. I'm not going to, but we drove up, you know, and uh, it was really quiet and beautiful. And there was just like, that wasn't before. And I threw a snowball at you. You and did, that was the that first was time I threw a snowball at you. <laughs> it wasn't really before like real winter hit, so it was just kind of lightly snowy. And I was like, oh, this is so peaceful and calm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like the ice was starting to settle on top of this little creek, but the ice hadn't fully formed, so you still got like that babbling brook, like kind of uh, almost like this. <laughs> <laughs> this is just a fountain. Yeah. <laughs> like sound to it but it was i you know everything was padded because of the snow it was really cute yeah i like that i like too that there was nobody else out there so we should go back to super secret location make a movie record a show from super secret location yeah. <laughs> <laughs> that would be a cool spot to do a movie i'm pretty sure we'd have to get permission or we get shot though <laughs> yeah they shoot people out here yeah, there was a sign on the road next to it that said something about private property so we couldn't go wasn't there like another road that we couldn't go up? Yeah, there was a really cool looking road, and I was like, I really want to do it. And I was like, I really don't want to get shot. Yeah. <laughs> like, I don't want to be like pulling up this street and some rancher hits me with a 30 out six to the chest. Like, I don't <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, we survived our first winter. Um, Brett decided to end the world. Uh, we got married. Yeah, we did. We got <laughs> married. Uh, we got accosted by a schizophrenic in the courthouse when we got married, and the judge seemed very happy yet mad (laughs) i felt weirdly like and i think maybe because um so we got married literally right after stuff opened up again but 
we had been talking about getting married before we even moved. Yeah. Um, we got here and started talking we about We ordered it. the rings, our Etsy rings. <laughs> um, before Before the coronavirus. Yeah. <laughs> so we had been talking about it before we moved up here together, like started talking about it a bit more seriously, ordered the rings maybe in March, I guess. Mm-hmm. Um, maybe tell like it to two February, weeks before the March. coronavirus yeah. turned out to be a real big thing. And so Brett's ring came from Georgia and Brett's ring got here before everything shut down. My ring came from Ukraine. Yeah. My ring did not get here before things shut down. <laughs> so we were already planning it. And then we couldn't do it for like a couple of months. And then things finally opened back up. And we're like, we better get this done now before they shut shit down again. So we um, set up an appointment to do all of it pretty much right as yeah. things Court opened up. Wedding. Yeah. In uh, retrospect, one of the smartest things we've ever done. <laughs> no, dating me was the smartest thing you've ever done. Yeah. <laughs> but marrying you was the smartest thing I've ever done. <laughs> and I did it in the middle of the pandemic and didn't put any of my friends or family in you know risk of respiratory death <laughs> <laughs> but i think because we did it right after things opened back up because we were trying to make sure yeah. we people weren't were miss protesting our... on the lawn yeah because we were trying to make sure we weren't going to miss our window and i think there were several people that like immediately as soon as they had an opportunity like started doing that because i think there were two other people that i worked with that did the exact same thing yeah. i think the judges are like suspiciously like are you just having like a midlife crisis where you think the world What's is ending? And so yeah. you're like, let's get married because the world might die. And so, yeah, it was weirdly like she was happy for us, but also like accusatory. Like, yeah. are you sure you want to get married? She was a super sweet lady. What do you love about her? And then I just started rambling. I was like, <laughs> so many things. How much time do you have? Like, I'm marrying her in the middle of the apocalypse. Like, that's not a small time decision. Which I don't know if maybe that's a normal question people ask. But yeah, it did feel weirdly like she was like, because she asked us too. She was like, so things got shut down and you had this time to think about it and you still want to do it. And I was like, yeah. Yeah, I'm not out on these streets, lady. Like, I haven't been pussy prowling for a couple of years now. Like, <laughs> Yeah, it was like the weirdest, like, I'm so happy for you guys, but also, are you sure you're doing this for the right reasons? It's like, yes, mom. <laughs> you never released the footage. You need to yeah, release the footage. It. Yeah, I still have it. Release it. Quit holding on to the types. I don't know that I really want to post it, like, publicly, though. I feel like that's kind of an intimate... I'm going to send it at least to our mothers. Yeah, I'll send it to your mom and my mom. And I think my aunt <laughs> wanted to see it. I'm sure Becky wants to see it too. But I don't know. I feel like that's kind of an intimate, intimate moment. I don't know that I really want to put it on Facebook. It was basically a joint panic attack in front of a fucking federally appointed lady. That's a super cute video. <laughs> but I just, I don't know. Like, I, I'm okay with posting the photos. But I feel like that was kind of our moment. Yeah. And I don't. I don't want you bitches to watch my wedding video. Yeah, we're like, all right, judge, we got to get out of here because uh, the fucking, I don't know if I parked where I need to park and parking people have already yelled at me because remember we pulled up, we parked in the wrong spot, paid for parking the, in the wrong spot. Was that the day of? No, because no, we took your car. That was the day. What, what else? What, what was We that? had to get the marriage license. We had to sign it. That's it. Yeah. So and then we the had day. to run through an alley. Yeah, I'm glad we had to wait for the appointment and they didn't call us, though, because otherwise we would have just left your car in that spot, probably got towed and ticketed for the, <laughs> the tags. And we left there and signed the marijuana registry because there was the stoned kid <laughs> on the street corner, and I was like, dude, I am so pro-pot. You are registered to vote here now. 
yeah, so it, if now I signed it, then that signature would have meant something. <laughs> he was basically like, hey, man, do you like marijuana? And I was like, change my life for the better, homie. Like, I'm down every day. Let's do this shit. And I thought he was going to sell me drugs. He didn't sell me any drugs. Aww. He didn't even give me, like, a joint. Like, hey, thanks for signing. Give you, know? you a pen from another gave company. Me a, gave me a pen that wasn't even, like, a pop pen for what he was signing for. It was just a <laughs> green pen. <laughs> I still have that around here someplace, too. Probably in the little bucket up there. You are a hoarder of very specifically odd things. I keep memories. You keep boxes. I'm like, we don't need all the boxes that everything When we leave here, we might need a place to put our ninja blender. And thank Christ we have a a ninja blender box. Coffee maker box, but sure. Whatever. It's a ninja thing. It's the ninja coffee pot that we got as a wedding gift. So what else do we have, Laf? Nothing. That's it. Like tapping sucks. out no. on me <laughs> no it's been yeah like weirdly one of the weirdest years of my life but one of the most like eventful and like positive years too like the whole pandemic yeah. thing has been obviously not great for a lot of people so it feels weird being like yeah this was a fantastic year for me but yeah we uh made this big life change together like got married uh release two movies to date hopefully we're gonna do two more happy birthday and brainstorm <laughs> um brainstorm doing very well by yeah. the way you should check it out on youtube.com slash dogs are fighting <laughs> nightmare box productions um yeah like uh fuck i lost my train of thought thanks Jax. what was i gonna say shut we made movies yeah, and like just recently paid off the Penske. Yeah. Hell and, like, yeah. Ooh. Um, it's all falling apart at the end. Because <laughs> neither of us got laid off or anything. Like, have financially gotten in a better place. Like, made some investments for our company. And it's been a very bizarre year. I got butterfingers over here. It's like, are you okay? Are <laughs> yeah, you I nervous? was like, no, I was messing with it and then it slipped out of my hand. It's been a bizarre year but also like legitimately like one of the best years of my life which is i don't know like it feels like such a weird thing to say as like having to wear a mask just to go to the grocery store and like life is just so strange like it's been a year since i've seen my family and i don't know when i'm gonna get to see my family again so that's kind of meh but like everything else has just been like i don't know like such a year of growth i feel like so it's been kind of crazy i'm actually kind of excited slash curious about where the next year is going to take us if this year changed so much yeah because like this year was like a lot of stuff (laughs) (laughs) so look out film festival that i'm planning on submitting to you because (laughs) next year's gonna be cray 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 (laughs) what about you I've done a lot of wild shit. I've lived in a bunch of places. Okay, so you've done more stuff than me. So like, for That's me, that's what I'm getting to. No, <laughs> let me let me woman explain your your yeah. journey. No, go ahead, woman explain. <laughs> I've done a lot of wild shit. I've got a lot of things that keep me up at night. That you know, some of it gets discussed here. Most of it gets discussed in private. <laughs> yeah. I. I've never had more fun. The move here for me, and please don't move here, 
This uh, place is terrible. It's full of bears and cannibals and fire, and fire and snow. And snow and cliffs you'll drive off of yeah it's the worst place to live it's literally the armpit of america i don't know how anybody could ever survive any length of time <laughs> in missoula montana it's just it's a hellscape of acceptance <laughs> really um, <laughs> what the past year's done for me i think is it's reminded me on like a certain level that this is just a game that we're playing. Like we talk about you and I in private, not so much on here about that concept of seeing beyond the veil. Like the game is only so big, you know? And if you really, you know, Alan Wattsy type talk, um, if you really invest yourself in the game, then it feels like, you know, you're, you, you're such a big person in such a small space, but when you wake up every morning and you look at the Continental Divide, <laughs> you're like, oh no, I'm such a small thing in such a big space, and I can do whatever the fuck I want to do because it's all, you know, significant, insignificant. It, either way you want to take it, you know? I. It's been a reminder to me to not take it too seriously. The whole world's fucking falling apart. There's race wars going on in Missoula, Montana that has four black people. I know the one Mexican dude that lives up here. I work with him. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know. I think we live up our own asses in a lot of different ways that I couldn't see in the city. You know, like in Nashville, everybody's like, I'm going to be a fucking rock star. And out here, it's like, I just, I'm happy I'm alive. <laughs> you know, like, I'm happy I survived that winter, you know. Yeah. But I am going to be a rock star. But you are a rock star. <laughs> they can't pull that out of us. They can pull the kids out of Nashville. They can't pull the Nashville out of the kids, if you will. You know, the cheap fucking easy going saying, but... No, it's been my, my favorite year. I didn't just get married. I got married in the middle of what we thought was the apocalypse with protesters on the front lawn after a schizophrenic accosted us. And then we left that ceremony, went to Big Sky Brewery where you were accosted by what I can only assume is a retired police chief who thought that he'd seen you in the movies and was convinced that he was going to steal away my starlit bride. Yeah, I totally forgot about that, dude. <laughs> <laughs> then I overtipped the ladies and we fucking bought growlers and came home. Those. And I'm down. Like The years taught me that shit is nuts and we're still alive. Like, How crazy is that? Did this seem... Because you... Did what seem? Um, like, moving to Montana. Because you have been to other countries. Like, you were in the service. You lived in Japan yeah, for several years. I was born years. in England. Yeah, you were born in England. And you've gone back to England multiple times to see your family. Um, did this seem like moving to Montana like an easy year? Like a small thing like in comparison like initially were it, you like oh it's not a big deal no it's been the same level 
um, twice as much because I'm a lot older now um, than I was when I moved to Japan. But when I got stationed to Yakota, I didn't know what the fuck Yakota was. I didn't know where Yakota was. I didn't know what country it was in. <laughs> no clue. And then you get hit with this massive level of culture shock right out the gate. You know, you walk out of the airport in Tokyo and you're like, nobody is looks like me. <laughs> like, and I don't know where I'm supposed to go. <laughs> And it was similar when I got up here, you know, same feeling, but I'm not a drunk 19 year old, you know, <laughs> I'm 10 years opposed. It was a lot of the same feelings of the culture shock. I still get upset because people get away with shit in the North that you couldn't get away with in the South. You know? <laughs> I've been talked to up here in a way that would get your ass kicked oh, in yeah. a random parking lot. <laughs> yeah. Manners are a bit different here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the South, everybody's got a gun and they're ready to use it. <laughs> so you talk to each other in a very dignified fashion. It's like, oh, hello, sir. Hello, ma'am. <laughs> How are you doing today? Is there anything I can get for you? Please don't kill me. And up here, it's just a... There is this... I don't know if pompous is the right word, but that's the way it feels. Like It's like an attitude, and maybe it's because the winters are so I hard here. I think it's here. the winters, yeah. Maybe it's because the winters are so hard here. It's just kind of this general attitude of, like, there's a more eloquent way to say this, I'm sure, but basically just, like, this whole you ain't shit attitude. Like, yeah. it's like, I, oh, I can you're step nobody over to me. you because yeah. I don't need you to survive. Yeah. Which is, I... I I'm good with it. Like, I, I can understand why you would do that. But weirdly, too, like a very... But in Japan, it's like it's such a polite society. I felt like the arrogant ass walking mm. in. <laughs> yeah, they say thank you every other thing they say. Yeah, konnichiwa. <laughs> yeah. Um, weirdly, a very slow-paced life, though. Like, I... That's taken some adjusting. Yeah, like, and it's not just driving, it's the people in the Walmart and everything. Like, I'm used to the go, go, go of Nashville. And I need to get in, get out, I've got shit to do today. Yeah, yeah. and, like, I, I would think here, because the winters probably are so much harder, like, you would kind of be intentional about your trips and stuff, so you wouldn't just kind of meander around the Walmart. But, man, it is, like, every person ever is, like, a 90-year-old lady in spirit, just hobbling around the Walmart, yeah. and I'm like, dear God, please move. They might be 22. They don't move for shit. No, <laughs> like, they don't drive for shit either. They go under the speed limit here. I'm yeah. like, what are you doing? No, I love this place. Like, I, 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 I don't know if this is where I want to be for the rest of my life. I, I fucking love Montana. I like Missoula. <laughs> it's like, I this is a good landing spot. I, I wouldn't mind Washington or Oregon or probably not Northern California, given how I can see the smokes effect <laughs> from fucking right. Montana. But um, I think we made the right call. I like being reminded every day when I'm driving of how small I am and how serious I don't need to take this, you know. Yeah. So I think that's where I sit on it. I'm very excited to see what happens in the next year or so. I'm ready for some quesadilla nacho chips. 
Tasty. So the I beers have hit me all in the brain at once, and my <laughs> tongue's slowing down. <laughs> Slurring the words. Slurring the words. All right. Where can you find us, Brett? Uh, you can find us at nightmarebox.com. <laughs> no. <laughs> nope. You can find us at... The nightmarebox.blog. Where you can go and see... Um, all of our pictures and stuff, the behind-the-scenes footage. You can see all three films and the scripts for those things. You can see a couple of stories I wrote roughly a year ago. <laughs> so I should probably update with new stories, because I promise you I've never stopped writing. I've just stopped Well, you posting. write the movies we do, so I mean, yeah. like the scripts on there are yours. And I'm working on a new theme song for the two stars so that we can have some differentiation uh, between... Um, the regular mistakes were made in our two-star episodes, but until I get that done, you can go over to youtube.com slash Kristen Pennington and see some of her earlier work. She's working on making know. it a blue. I actually don't know if that URL is live anymore. I'm in the process of switching it over, so hopefully it'll be my married name. Um, so you can try to find me there. I think they killed that URL whenever I bumped it over to a different email, though, so... Uh, so, in Try. the meantime, go to youtube.com slash Productions. where you can see the dolls, you can see Happy Birthday, you can see Brainstorm, mm-hmm. which, uh, after a week of being up live, 160 fucking people. So we're doing pretty goddamn well over there. Do you know 160 people that you talk to on a weekly basis? Uh, in my head or in real life? I mean, that's the question <laughs> I ask myself every fucking morning. Um... Or you can go on over to Instagram at... At Nightmare Box Productions. Which is a lot more um, populated than our Twitter app. <laughs> <laughs> at Nightmare Box Pro. Um, is that all of them? The email. Or you send Facebook. us an email. Uh, Nightmare Box Productions at And Gmail. let us know what you guys have thought about your past year. If there's any questions you have about driving, you know, all across the fucking country or trying to start a production company and marry the woman of your dreams. If you've got literally any questions about being your best self, you can send those emails over there. Or you can hit us up on Facebook. I'll answer those same questions out. Facebook.com slash Nightmare Box Productions. Where you can see the pictures that we've taken of our massive journeys and links to all the films. We'd love to create a dialogue with you guys, but until we have at least one or two people with a back and forth, it's really hard to stay motivated and updating those different sites. So share it with your friends, uh, anywhere that you can get podcasts. I think we've pretty much done them all. So we're pretty accessible. Um, and I love you, sweetheart. I love you. I love you more. And I love you guys. And I'll talk to you. We'll talk to you. On Saturday. Under pressure. (laughs) Raining down on me. Can you get drunk in a case of beer?